Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into it, the biggest stories. Duke announces that Senior Deputy AD for Legal Affairs and Chief of Staff Nina King will take over as Athletic Director, effective on September 1st. President Vincent Price said, quote, In her time at Duke, Nina has demonstrated extraordinary leadership, earning the esteem of our coaches, student-athletes, athletic staff, and colleagues in athletics departments across the country. Nina is recognized as a committed advocate for inclusive excellence in college athletics, and she has represented Duke on committees of the NCAA, ACC, and many other national organizations. I can imagine no better person to carry on Kevin White's exceptional record at Duke. The SEC distributed $23 million in supplemental revenue to each member's school to help offset the financial impact of COVID-19. According to Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger, the league is financing the $322 million distribution by accessing future earnings from its media rights deal with ESPN that begins in 2024. Commissioner Greg Sankey says schools lost an average of $45 million in revenue over the past academic year, with some losing as much as $70 million. Additionally, each school spent at least $2 million on COVID testing. Schools are free to use the money at their discretion, but Sankey notes there is an expectation that the funds be used to support student-athletes. Quote, we have focused internally on expectations around the support of student-athletes, including the full range of academic, medical, mental health, and nutrition. The conference will begin repaying the loans in installments starting in 2025 by allocating a portion of the media rights fees. The payments will continue through the, quote, late 2020s, according to Sankey. Ohio State AD Gene Smith has agreed to a contract extension through June 20th of 2026. Smith will make more than $2 million per year, including an annual base salary of $1.58 million and supplemental compensation for media, promotion, and PR worth $480,000. He is also eligible for pay raises and incentive bonuses. Smith, who would be 70 at the end of the contract, said earlier this year that he will stay on board as long as President Christina Johnson wants him to. Quote, I've been blessed, I'm healthy, so I'm just going to continue to work, and if the boss wants to make a change, then I'll respond to that. The Columbus Dispatch's Joey Kaufman notes that with a $125,000 one-time payment July 1st, as well as an annual retention and split-dollar insurance premium payments, Smith will earn $2.727 million in 2021-22. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz points out that that will move Smith past Texas AD Chris Del Conte as the top-paid public school AD. Del Conte is due $2.42 million. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren sits down with the Sporting News' Mike DeCourcy to discuss a number of topics, including a potential return to normalcy, which he believes is on its way. Warren notes the past year has been an important one for the country, quote, because it has forced us now to be able to communicate about issues, whether it's about health care, whether it's about social justice issues, but it's also challenged us as a people to really dig deep and be creative and think outside the box. Now that we're getting individuals vaccinated, we're getting some sense of normalcy. Regarding the heightened movement towards social justice, Warren explains his, quote, family looks like the United Nations. I was raised in a manner where race was very important, but it should not be the relevant factor about decision making. Yeah, I'm a black man, but I was raised in a manner to believe a meritocracy in life does exist, and that's one of the reasons I love sports. Warren goes on to say that broadening the audience for women's sports will be a focus. Quote, hockey was a priority of mine when I came in last year, and then we hired former Michigan head coach Red Berenson, and people now recognize that we take hockey seriously. Women's basketball is in an area that when you focus on doing all that you can to create a platform for the student-athletes and the coaches to succeed, you'll see it. 
And Pac-12 Commissioner George Klievkoff discusses growth opportunities in women's sports, saying, quote, I think elevating women's basketball is about giving it more media exposure. Women's basketball is one of those things. When people get to see it and watch it, and particularly in person, but also on television, they fall in love with it. So I think it's just about elevating the exposure for that sport, and admittedly for many of the other sports. But he added, quote, I want to be clear. We know where the bread is buttered. We're focused on the revenue sports and winning in men's basketball and football. Front office sports' Amanda Kristovich observes that strategy may be short-sighted, citing, among others, Forbes contributor and Penn faculty member Karen Weaver, who calls it, quote, backwards thinking, and remarks that women's sports fans may consume the product differently. As such, there may be other data that conferences don't have, but could show that women's sports are more popular than traditional metrics reveal. Additionally, Weaver points out that departments often justify spending money on men's sports because their athletes may come back and make donations as alumni. Quote, we should be able to say the same things for women's sports. And in COVID-19 news, beginning on May 20th, local public health authorities will determine fan capacities at NCAA championship events per release from the NCAA, which says it will not set predetermined limits. Masks and physical distancing rules will also be determined by state and local guidelines. That's your D1T in 5 for the evening of Wednesday, May 19th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.